This is Suris FM on 105.7 broadcasting in the East Rand. Yes, it's our time for quick fire Q&A with the Mufti Brian Smith. He's on the move, people. He's in uh, that area they call them. Um, I don't know what trend is that uh, with Houghton and this and that. He's a mid run or that run. Eh? I don't know because you've got the East run, you have the West run and North run and hey. Eh, I know, the Rand, or oh, the Rand is not doing too well. Mufti Ibrahim Smith, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, beautiful morning? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Shafat Yusuf and all our wonderful listeners out there, alhamdulillah. Yes, I am on the move, you know, that uh, from here I still have another program uh, to attend. So maybe two, three programs, uh, including uh, Jumu'ah in the beautiful city of uh, Johannesburg, Shafat. And alhamdulillah, the people opening uh, their hearts, uh, their homes, and their masajid as well, uh, wanting to listen to the truth. And, uh, of course, uh, the way that uh, we go about matters. Jazakumullah khairan ji. Well done there, Mufti Saba. Let's get straight into the questions that, that have come through. Says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. What are your thoughts on Sona 23? Cut and paste, Mufti. Hey, Shafat, it's not Sona 23. It is actually called the Said State of the nation address, you know, that is what it should be renamed, and uh, that is what it should be called. Nothing new, same story every year, uh, empty promises, lots of taxpayers' monies uh, wasted in getting uh, the delegates, the ministers, the senators there to discuss uh, plans and way forward of things that will not be implemented, you know. Uh, the most sickening thing is the thing that I predicted uh, three weeks ago in a Juma lecture entitled The Green Lockdown, uh, discussing the energy crisis, etc. So uh, now you want to appoint another minister. You want to add to a budget that's already fragile, a uh, few million rands extra minister of energy uh, or electricity now. Tomorrow, a minister of uh, repairing flat tires. And then the day after that, a minister of repairing toilet seats. How many ministers do you want? So many staff there, but no one is doing and executing what they're supposed to do. So you're just adding to the woes of uh, the ordinary South Africans here. So we should uh, not uh, take much note of that. You know, they already decided what they're going to do, Shavad. We don't ever say in these matters until uh, we raise our voices. And uh, because we've put them there in power, we know, so uh, they will have to listen to what the masses need and what the masses want. And uh, right now, uh, they're going contrary uh, to what they promised the ordinary South Africans, G. Yeah, making asses of the masses. Anyway, we'll keep it at that, Mufti Saba. Uh, when, and, uh, when and will uh, we ever get a sincere apology from those who encouraged us to take the vaccines and close the masajid? I'm suffering from a vaccine-related issue today, Mufti. Yes, you're not the only person uh, suffering from a vaccine-related incident. I've met many people now, people uh, that became chronic, people that suffered strokes, uh, people that had heart attacks, people suffering from myocarditis, inflammation of the heart, muscle and tissue, etc., and many, many other diseases. You know, I don't think those people, those ulama bodies, those ulama celebrities, that encourage people openly posing for shots and for Instagram pics, etc., and uh, closing the massage. I don't think that they will ever, ever apologize. You know why? Because they think uh, they are on cloud nine. They think they're above. Uh, the rest, you know, and as long as there's people supporting them, why should they uh, then apologize? The moment people take them to uh, task, uh, you know, uh, uh, take them for accountability, then perhaps we'll find and uh, get an apology from them, Shafat. It is very, very sad for people that are claiming to be the heirs 
of the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam are they behaving in the worst manner possible today? I think I even met ulama uh, that are more worse uh, in, in, in uh, any period than the ulama in uh, our time. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide each and everyone. Amin. Amin, Mufti Saba. Mufti, I'm pregnant uh, this uh, Ramadan and I was wondering if I could fast. Yes, so pregnancy is not a reason uh, that will... Uh, uh, allow you to discard fasting automatically. You will have to speak to your gynae, you will have to speak to your uh, medical practitioner, and you will have to take medical advice from uh, that uh, doctor. So if the doctor advises you against it, then, uh, of course, you will have to abstain, and uh, you will have to fast in those uh, must days after Ramadan, inshallah, after the delivery of your baby. But if you are healthy enough, then you should continue fasting, you know, because the rewards for the month of Ramadan, uh, Shafat, even if you pay it in after, you're only paying in a debt that remains on you, but uh, you won't get the same rewards like you will get during the month of Ramadan, G. Uh, Mufti Saba, with exorbitant Hajj prices, is it permissible to take a loan and perform Hajj? Yes, it is permissible, but remember that Hajj is only fard upon those people that can afford. Uh, that is uh, one of the conditions, you know, Manistata'ilai Sabila. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the glorious Quran that uh, those people that they have the means to make their way uh, towards Makkah to Mukarramah. But uh, nowadays, uh, and we understand because there's a backlog of uh, five to eight years uh, waiting list, uh, and uh, people want to go because uh, they're getting old and more sickly, etc. So they want to perform Hajj. So, yes, it is permissible to take out a loan as long as uh, you put down the conditions, the repayment conditions, etc., and you make arrangements with the person that you're borrowing from that you will repay him after Hajj, then you can take the money and you can go and uh, perform uh, your Hajj, which is almost the equivalent of buying a small house uh, in uh, some areas of Shafat that uh, I just worked it out the other day, that for a couple, a normal decent package, not even the executive package, will be uh, around about 300,000 rand, excluding personal expenses, personal money, G. Yeah, then they can buy a Mazda 323 with that money uh, <laughs> too. Uh, Mufti Saab, is it uh, correct for two Hajj bodies and operators to take each other to a circular Kufar courts? Now, see, when people can't get it right to sort out their differences, iron out their differences, uh, you know, people promoting Sharia, people claiming that they are working for the Ummah and uh, that we are Muslim and we must uh, do things amicably, and then they run to these secular Kufar courts. Now, is it the right Shabbat that uh, now you want to run to the court because you want it your way? Why couldn't you sit behind closed doors, resolve the matter, sit and discuss as uh, Muslims? You know, why did you have to involve everything going to these courts and then uh, abiding by uh, the rule of so you have kufar now judging upon Muslim matters. Is that right now that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rasulullah sallam has given us a way how to navigate through things, you know, but now you want to do these type of things. So I think that is completely wrong, you know. Uh, they uh, should reach an agreement, and I believe an agreement was uh, reached. Those uh, people that took the other party to court, uh, they did, still did not receive uh, accreditation because of uh, some uh, discrepancies uh, from the SIG. Yeah, I think his wife's name must be Ruki, yeah, because I'm reading this message. He said, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. My wife made a customer that she would not buy for me any more cigarettes. Can she break her oath? And if uh, she does, what should we do? What should she do? <laughs> yes, uh, you know, Shafat, you know, sometimes I think that uh, your wife has good reason also why she doesn't want to buy you a cigarette perhaps because of health reasons and perhaps because it is affecting her also uh, and uh, the people in and around you. 
So, uh, but that is irrelevant. You know, what is uh, important here is the fact that she took an oath. So if she breaks uh, that oath, you know, then she will have to pay kafara and uh, that uh, 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 fluctuates according to the price of uh, wheat, etc. So uh, that she can uh, discuss with the uh, local uh, alim what is the kafara amount uh, uh, to pay, you know, that is only shafat if she breaks her oath. If she doesn't break her oath, then there is nothing upon her. So from now until she dies, she can uh, uh, stick to the promise that she made that she will not buy cigarettes. G. How does oats, peas, beans, and barley grow? I don't know. Maybe I'll ask Mufti another question there. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. I'm going to the UAE for some work. I want to take my Quran with me. Can I put a copy in my luggage? Yes, you can put a copy in your luggage, you know, put it, uh, wrap it up nicely and uh, ask them for a sticker that says fragile also, uh, put that on your luggage bag also, then it will be handled with care. So uh, you get special luggage also, uh, where you can book in special things in a special uh, box or container, and it can be done uh, in that way also. What I would suggest is you put it in your overnight bag, and uh, then when you get into the plane, and then you put it on top of you, you know, there's a container on top, and in that way the Quran will still be uh, respected as it ought to be respected. If you're going to put it in your normal luggage, it will go underneath the cargo area of the plane and other bags will be dumped on top of it, etc. And you don't know if there's wine, swine, and whatever's in the other bags. So uh, but rather don't do that. Uh, wrap it nicely, put it in the overnight bag, and uh, take it with you, G. Zakullah. Mufti, why does a child have to adopt the father's uh, surname? Is it haram to adopt the mother's uh, surname? <laughs> No, it is not haram to adopt the mother's surname. Surnames in itself, uh, Shafat, uh, that is not something that uh, has uh, uh, Islamic roots, you know. Uh, people will be called by their father's names on the day of Qiyamah. So surnames are basically there for identification purposes. So you'll find incidents or you'll find people uh, from uh, amongst the galaxy of Sahaba that uh, actually uh, attributed to their mothers, uh, like uh, Abdullah bin Ummi Maktoum, uh, the blind Mu'addin during the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he adopted his mother's name. So from there, we can deduce that it is permissible for a child to adopt the mother's surname as well, G. Uh, Mufti Sahib, why are circular teachers earning away more than Islamic or Hifza teachers? That's a very, very good question. That is because... People's perception about deen. Uh, nowadays, deen comes uh, secondary. Uh, uh, some people would invest less in uh, deeny uh, activities, deeny institutions, deeny books, etc. But for university syllabus and uh, paying tuition fees for private tutoring, etc., there they will invest in. And I spoke this yesterday at uh, the Hibs Academy in Santon, you know, when I gave some advice. I said, unfortunately, that is what people do, that uh, they take Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's deen as something secondary. If uh, they had the respect uh, that uh, the Quran demands and the Sunnah demands, and uh, they appreciate these Islamic teachers, these Hibs teachers, then they would pay them more what they would pay some someone else who is only teaching the children certain things, and half of that won't even benefit them in this life or in the next life, uh, Shafat. So, uh, yes, we should invest in our ulama, in our hufaz, uh, in our mu'allimat, our apas, all those people who are rendering a service 
at the end of the day, you cannot pull up in a garage and uh, you say, uh, can you please fill up my tank with uh, 500 uh, rands worth of dua? You can't do that. You need currency to pay for all of these things. So likewise, uh, if you pay uh, the ulama and those people in charge of uh, your children's dini affairs, if you pay them peanuts, then you're going to end up with uh, monkeys. So pay them good, inshallah, and Allah will reward you, G. Now, by the way, the, even the parents eat the peanuts, are Mufti. I remember. <laughs> yeah, they are. Hey, the Macau, they love the peanuts. Hey, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> they crack it nicely. Assalamu alaikum. I have a cafe with a very low uh, product markup, and a majority of my customers want to pay with card. Is it wrong to pass on the card machine transaction cost uh, onto the customer? It's normally 4% per transaction, Mufti. No, it is not wrong as long as you have stipulated it beforehand. So before the customer makes a purchase, you will tell him that uh, cash price remains a cash price. Uh, but if they use the, the machine, meaning if they're going to swipe for that, then they are liable for charges because, yes, they do charge for 5% depending on which vendor uh, you use, you know, and you end up paying for that. That's why many uh, people don't accept American Express because of uh, the percentage it's, uh, and the market is so high on there. So you can pass that cost down to the customer, provided that the customer is aware of that prior to purchasing. So then when he uh, purchases, that means he has agreed into an agreement and uh, he will be liable for that cost, G. Mufti Zaba, what's the ruling on using fertility tablets? So you get two types of things. You get fertility tablets and you get fertility uh, supplements. So the supplements, of course, uh, it enhances a person's ability uh, to become pregnant, you know, and uh, the tablets also, uh, that is uh, given with a prescription. So for the tablet side, you have to speak to your doctor, and uh, the doctor will advise you accordingly, and for the enhancements, also a doctor or nutritionist. But uh, then again, you as a Muslim will have to look at the ingredients and see if the ingredients is of a permissible nature. Uh, You can speak to your doctors and ask him about uh, the ingredients. So if it is of a permissible nature and it will enhance your chances of uh, falling pregnant, then it will be permissible for you to use G. Mufti Saba, there is uh, so much uh, discussion on the earthquake in Turkey. Some uh, claim it was uh, not uh, natural. Your thoughts? Yes. And Yahudi, what, MMM, DMM, and that system, Mufti? Yes, the op system. So I spoke about it a long time ago already. Uh, it's not something new. It's been around for almost probably almost 20 years. Uh, they're continuously developing uh, new things, new technology uh, in order to depopulate humanity and uh, to get rid of humanity. And one of the best uh, ways is uh, to create false uh, natural disasters and uh, then uh, put it up as an act of God, you know. And in that way, instead of killing a hundred, so see in Turkey now, Turkey and Syria, almost 12,000 people died. That means 12,000 of our brothers and sisters in one blow, in a few seconds, uh, they lost their lives, you know. So uh, irrespective uh, if it was natural or uh, coming from Allah, which is natural, or if it was uh, because of harp and man-made machines, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permitted it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed it uh, to happen. And that is the lesson that we should take from there, you know, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is unhappy with the ummah. And uh, because Allah is unhappy with the ummah, Allah is giving us these signs so that those of us who are still alive and around, 
we should heed and we should uh, take lesson from this and return and repent sincerely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People, open up your hearts, open up your pockets, uh, make dua for those people, you know, whatever financial assistance you can send, send with credible organizations. I've seen many, many appeals for Turkish Shafat. I'm sure you also have received quite a few posters, uh, people uh, that are looking uh, for funds to send to Turkey. So only trust and trust those people that you trust with your money, G. Uh, Mufti Saab, uh, people nowadays uh, don't pay their accounts on time. Is it permissible to add a small fee as a penalty for late payments? Even if you add a single cent uh, to that as a penalty for late payments, that cent will be considered usury, it will be considered a riba, it is interest, so it is not permissible for you to add that now you're entering into two agreements. Initially, it was one sale agreement that the person bought a commodity from you and they will pay you on that particular time. But because of some delay and it happens, you know, and people are in difficulty nowadays, so they're delaying the payments. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about that in the Quran also, you know, that uh, when uh, there's delay, then uh, you can forgive or you can write it off as charity also. But if they delay, then have some tasamuf. Tasamuf means that uh, give them some scope, you know, and uh, inshallah, Allah will reward you for that. But if you add a single cent, then you are dealing in interest, which is haram. Yeah. I like the way he said it. It's just like a Cape Townian. Hey, it's haram, man. It's haram, no. Okay, Mufti Saab, uh, this message says uh, we are bombarded with nameless uh, disparaging messages creating dissension amongst uh, the Muslims. What should we do, Mufti? Take that message, delete it immediately. If it's causing you grief, if it's causing you harm, if it's causing uh, hatred, uh, animosity, dissension, etc. Uh, faceless messages, uh, that is written by cowards. Uh, Shafat, you know, if I send out the message, I will put there Ibrahim Smith, and uh, people will know it is from me. And any other person that, that, that is on haq out there, uh, that uh, doesn't fear anyone besides Allah, he will not be afraid to put his name on there or her name on there. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows everything. Uh, claims of uh, I will be victimized if I put my name there, that's all rubbish. Then I rather live in silence and keep quiet. So these faceless, nameless messages going out there and uh, creating fake entities, it doesn't really exist. It only exists on social media. I delete such messages immediately because there's no uh, benefit in that, uh, Shafat. We're already uh, fragmented. So uh, what's the use of uh, reading these messages, G? Uh, Mufti Saab, I took out a bank loan uh, six years ago. I stopped paying after a year because I lost my job. They have now served me with summons, uh, but the debt has uh, prescribed and I don't owe them anymore legally. Uh, Mufti Saab, uh, can I take it as a get-out-of-debt-free card? If uh, that's an agreement between you and the people uh, that you borrowed from or the people that you took a loan from, so uh, if it was underwritten uh, that uh, they will settle your debt, uh, in the event of loss of income, loss of job, etc., that means they've agreed to that and uh, they've taken over your debt and they have uh, paid it up, they squared it up, so you don't have a problem. That will be your uh, get out of uh, debt free card, yes. Uh, but uh, if they uh, are going against their own principle, and this sometimes they do, you know, uh, they say that no, we're only covering a portion. Afterwards, they'll explain to you it wasn't the entire debt, it's only the first six months, etc. Then they will serve you with the summons. So then they are breaching. Uh, the initial contract, then uh, there's nothing upon you uh, because uh, they have agreed in principle in the first place that uh, they will cover that uh, debt for you. So, gee, Jazakumullah. Jazakumullah. I know it's haram uh, for men to wear gold, uh, but what about young boys? Uh, that's not Bali here. 
So in the Hanabi Madhab, it is haram for boys also to wear gold, just as it is haram uh, for adult males to wear gold, you know. Uh, for the people of the Shafi Madhab, the young boys, that is not barley yet, that there isn't a rich adolescence, so uh, it is permitted for them to wear gold. And the reason for that is because the laws of Islam is not applicable on them yet. So uh, in most cases, and most people are listening, uh, are following the Hanafi Madhab, so you cannot wear or make your, your boys wear gold also, G. Yes, sir, Mufti Sahib, are men allowed to wear wedding rings? Hey, it gets so tight that they can't take it out. <laughs> yes, you know, you're allowed to wear a ring. Uh, there's no such thing as wedding rings. There's no origin in Islam of a thing called a wedding ring, uh, and then uh, putting it on a particular finger, emulating the kufar and other denominations. So there's nothing like that, you know. So if you want to wear a ring, wear a ring because Rasulullah wore a ring, and it is a specific finger that he wore it on also. So that is because of emulating him and not uh, because of your wife wants to uh, uh, to, to to sort of, uh, you know, that uh, home you with uh, that particular particular ring to say that listener, this guy is taken already because that is the objective of a ring. It is not for adornment. For females, it is adornment, but it's also a sign to show that this person is uh, taken already, G. Hands off. Down hands off. Don't hands, look. Hands up. Hands up, okay. Yeah, money of your life. Uh, why are most uh, aid agencies uh, posting the relief work uh, they do on social media platforms? Uh, should it uh, not be done for the sake of Allah? Very, very good question. Yes, we see so many uh, pictures coming through, you know. Uh, although they they claim that the, the intention is for the sake of Allah, and the Quran says that you can give charity secretly and you can give it openly, it doesn't mean you must publicize it. If you give and someone else sees that you're giving charity, no problem, that is giving charity openly. Or you're giving with the intention people must see it to encourage them to give also, that is also no problem. But then uh, the, taking pictures of every loaf of bread and every grain of rice, etc., and uh, the before and after pictures in public, so why are you doing that? The only reason I can think of is to get more people to support your cause or to support your agency or to support whatever you are busy with doing, you know, uh, and it is not generally for t- transparency purposes uh, to show that uh, aid has been delivered, although that is what they claim. So, uh, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from insincerity and uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect the donors also uh, out there, you know, and uh, sometimes uh, the donors also, they uh, want a report back. So take a written report, why uh, pictures and clips mm-hmm. of uh, uh, especially females, uh, Shafat, poor, poor females standing there, you know, uh, covered in dust, etc. There are pictures going around on social media. I mean, they could, uh, would you like it if, it if it was your mother standing there receiving a handout? You would not like it if it was your sister or your daughter. You'd hate it. So why do you take pictures of other people and send it out that uh, they're standing in a queue on the receiving end, you know? So these things uh, we should be very, very careful about, G. Mufti, absolutely brilliant. You have a brilliant lecture there in uh, that part of the world, and uh, inshallah, we will uh, talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. And a big jazakallah khair to all of you for sending in your questions. Also, uh, Yusuf Asmal, a brilliant engineering. And uh, don't forget, uh, Mufti A.K. Hussain that will be giving uh, the Jumma Kudba from the Holy Lands. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we'll bid you. Assalamu alaikum. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.